What's going on, good people? Rich here. Right here. We <laughs> <laughs> miss you. Shout out to school, man. Shout out to my brother, school. Um, he's not with us this episode, as you can tell. If you're watching, um, if you're listening, no school. But, you know, what's happening, in, um, as he would say. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. We are happy to be here with you. Um, I know we missed you guys last week. Um, just a lot of like a perfect storm of just events in life. And it was to the point where you're like, you know what? Let's just take the week off. Sometimes you have to listen to the signs and um, what's being told and put in front of you. Like, hey, man, just sit down for a second. So um, sure. we all are, re, you know, re, regrouping. But we're here for another episode this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a classic, um, an absolute classic. And then we're still taking our week off at the end of this quarter. <laughs> so um, school might drop a... Right. You know what I'm saying? School might drop a uh, guilty pleasure. So at the end, our culture garden's on a break. So who knows? But shout out to y'all for being back for another week. Thank you for rocking with us. We always say we cannot do any of this without you. Sincerely mean that. Shout out to Ray P. Ray P. And we got y'all. It's on fire right now. Um, I'm proud to be a co-host with her over there. But Ray P's podcast, we got y'all. Television pod covering winning time. Is incredible. Um, winning time, the show itself is incredible as well. If you are not watching it, please do. Please tell a friend and then go check us out at We Got Y'all because um, there's been some great feedback. A lot of feedback I've gotten about the Norm Nixon story on what really happened when he got traded. Um, so if you haven't, if you don't know the truth, they didn't say it in the episode, please check us out over there. And I um, also want to shout out Good Earners, another podcast. Well, go ahead. My bad, Rippy. No, that's it. It's a crazy story. So it's a that's wild not- story. Yeah, shout out to Good Earner. Shout out to uh, Mo. Shout out to Spike. Every Monday yeah. we are covering season three of The Sopranos. Um, they also have another podcast called Another Week in the Books. But um, I only bring that up because Ray P. We trying to trying to get Ray P. On there to have a little conversation. We don't make it happen, y'all. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Scott's yeah, man. <laughs> I know everybody's waiting for the Ray P. Crossover. You know. Ray P crossover. So please remember to like, subscribe, share our link tree. You can find our YouTube page, all of our links for everything I just mentioned that we're a part of. Uh, before we get into today's episode, there will be spoilers. And I actually think it's important. We always kind of jokingly say this movie came out in 2011, but this film does have a plot twist that um, doesn't make the movie as enjoyable, I guess, if you know it going in. However, it does hold up very, very well even though you know what's happening. It reminds me of what we talked about in Focus, when you know the big you know, uh, championship game scene is happening. Like Even yeah. though you've seen it once, it still holds up. You're still kind of in suspense. I feel the same way about the, the twists and turns and crazy, stupid love as well. So there will be explicit content also, as you guys should probably know. Uh, but this was a collab movie this week. We didn't have a, a, a choice between Rachel and myself. Um, Rachel technically picked it, but I was right on board. I was leaning towards rom-com. Uh, well, I was leaning towards some goofy shit first. And then we got to rom-com, uh, which is both of me and Ray P's bag. Uh, what made you want to go with Crazy Stupid Love this week? Well, honestly, like you said, you texted me some goofy shit. And <laughs> I want to <laughs> do it for those who don't know who uh, have listened to Winning Time. I am sick, if you can hear it clearly. 
Um, so I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> Needed something to lift the spirits. The long and short of it. When I have an attitude, I'm just a bitch. So um, I didn't want to do anything stupid. So I was scrolling on HBO Max looking for something else to watch anyway while I'm fake off work. And so... <laughs> Uh, Crazy Stupid Love came across. I was like, hell yeah. This is one of my favorite movies. Well, absolutely. it's a <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah, my favorite. No, absolutely. So I was like, fuck absolutely. it. Let's yeah. yeah, as soon as you said it, I was responding to you, so let's get it. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm down. Crazy Stupid Love is, um, I mentioned before, rom-com is top three favorite genre. Um, mm-hmm. The same can be said for Rachel. Um, so we love this style of movie. In 2010 to 2011, that era was just, it's a fun time in life when you were yeah. not, you really, you still ain't no shit, but you still can't say you were a kid. Like you right. were kind of that middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 20, yeah, 24 when this came out. So that middle ground of still going out every weekend, but also, you know, I can still hang out till 2 a.m. and get up at 8 to go to work or whatever the case may be. I can't do that shit no more. Uh, but it was just a fun time, and I think this movie really captures a lot of that, um, even though some of these characters obviously were a little bit older. Yeah, and this came out too. Around, I need to check the year that Love and Other Drugs came out because I used to watch the mm. two of them back to back, and they not that they remind me of each other, but they're in the same capsule in my mind together. Um, so shout out to that too. Maybe we'll cover that at some point. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. That came out 2010. So okay, so right before this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Um, as far as some stats go, or actually, we'll get into the synopsis before we do. My bad. I would be remiss to to say it because it's on my mind. Shout out to my brother Salt. Had his baby girl <sighs> this morning. Firstborn child. 1.34 a.m. Shout out to baby Riley. Mama and baby are healthy. Yes. Everybody's doing well. Um, I just thought about that because I'm wearing all this Bengal stuff. And the reason I am because Salt has been on my ass since my <laughs> Bengals lost to his Browns. He's been making posts crazy. about me, slandering me. Um, and I'm aware with pride, man. I don't care. One bad game. Don't change that. So I just want to make sure I rep my team to let y'all know that game ain't changing nothing. I'm still talking my shit. Um, but it just reminded me, of course, that, you know, the group chat been going crazy all day, congratulating them. Uh, one of the few group chats that I, you know, participate in. Uh, so shout out to Salt, man, and, and his newborn. He's going to be a hell of a dad. Just want to show him some love real quick. So, but we'll get into the movie now. Yeah, man. And uh, and Ray P knows Salt, man. We all went to school together. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, shout out to Salt, man. But synopsis of the film, a middle-aged husband's life changes dramatically when his wife asks him for a divorce. He seeks to rediscover his manhood with the help of a newfound friend, Jacob, learning to pick up girls at bars. As we mentioned, the film was released July 29, 2011, directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Requa. I just mentioned Focus earlier. They directed Focus. Written by Dan Fogelman. So what? I said, look at that. I know, right? (laughs) Directed by, excuse me, budget written by Dan Fogelman, budget of an estimated $50 million and made $145 million worldwide, 19.1 opening weekend. Made a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. the opening weekend thing surprised me. Um, Yeah. 
with all the stars and the acting, and we'll get into that when we talk about the cast, I would probably would have expected a lot more, but I remember the title of this movie being a little bit odd. Like, had you not seen previews for it and you just saw this movie about Crazy Stupid Love, you really didn't know what it was about or what it was trying to head to. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that affected it or not. Did you see it in theaters? I did not see it in theaters. I know for a fact I watched it on TV for the first time. Okay, then same here, same here. Um, the film is currently streaming on Max. And as far as awards go, had four wins and 23 nominations. The only thing I really want to highlight is that Ryan Gosling was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance, uh, for best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Okay. <laughs> as far as the cast goes, we have Steve Carell as Cal, Ryan Gosling as Jacob, Julianne Moore as Emily, Emma Stone as Hannah, Leo Tipton as Jessica. Jonah Bobo at yo. People might not know that Leo Tipton is actually or also Anna Lee from America's Next Top Model. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, season eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Like that, yeah. Last one eliminated. Yeah, I, I, I was doing a little bit of research. Um, Marissa Tomei as Kate. Kevin Bacon as David Linhagen. 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 Yeah, I'm fucking up like them in the movie. Um, John Carroll Lynch is Bernie and the film. I just mentioned the cast, man. We had five Golden Globe winners and three Oscar winners in this rom-com. Um, so I love when actors like this get together and do something light. You know, it's always a lot of fun. And I love the direction of the film. Um, as far as the origin goes, there wasn't really a lot of history behind the film. It was just a movie they wanted to make. Um, they wrote it with Steve Carell in mind um, as being the lead actor and everybody else kind of fell into place. I'm strong. I didn't see anything on this when I was researching, but I would strongly believe that Kevin Bacon was cast on purpose because of all the six degrees of separation that this film has in yeah. the film and even outside the film. Like the fact that they're talking about the Scarlet Letter in a year before Emma Stone played in Easy A. Like just okay. all mm-hmm. over the film, there was some six degrees of separation going on. Um, yeah. So I really think that they were like, you know what, let's try to get Kevin Bacon because. We should probably know about him at this point in the six degrees. Ray P, classic or not? I kind of want to say, yeah. Is it a classic or do I just absolutely love this movie? I'm going to say yes. I was going to say, I'll make it easy for you, Ray P. This is a classic. (laughs) Crazy Stupid Love is a classic. Especially when you look at that era of rom-coms i think rom-coms kind of took a turn in the 09-ish 08-ish probably era mm-hmm. and they came a little bit more a little bit deeper um you always well i guess i don't know that's a whole different movie but it's definitely a classic without question um, sure. i'll put it right up there in the pantheon of better done rom-com films especially in the last 15 20 years for sure for sure yeah I know you mentioned you did, you saw it on TV. I believe that's the first time I saw it. I remember enjoying it the first time I saw it. Um, it had been out for a couple of years. I probably didn't watch this until 2013 or so. And I just remember seeing it like, you know what? Let me see what this is talking about. And mm-hmm. I really, like I said, I enjoyed the twists and the turns, but I enjoyed how funny it was. Mm-hmm. It got a lot of dumb shit in it. And I didn't <laughs> expect to like as much of the dumb shit in it. Um, and we'll talk about some of it when we get into our best quotes and stuff. There was some weird shit too, some awkward moments, like the whole 
17-year-old babysitter liking the dad. I know, I guess that's kind of a trope, but. I did. Okay. Hmm. I went to private school. I didn't think that that was strange. I, and that's the and that's the thing. I, I I had that written down in my notes as far as we even uh, briefly discussed it in our ATL episode, mm-hmm. where big boys dropping off the girl at, at school. Like that's a thing that happens. Like and when you're that age, you just you just know. As I remember being in high school and seeing that shit, but never thinking nothing of it because that's just what happens. And now as you get older, you're just like, well, what the fuck? Right, right, right. But the twist. Watch my fingers, but the twist is um, is Jessica being in love with Cal. She's opining for him. This, that, and the third. It's not the other way around. And consider yeah. if you think two thousands, nineties movies, nineties uh, and two thousands, early two thousands, there is this whole big thing with um and even like in the porn industry there's obsession with like high school girls teenage girls like that whole sexual dare i say trope this that and the third so it wasn't odd i guess to me and i guess the saving grace of this would be the fact that one cal was oblivious and two he wasn't going like he wasn't remotely interested in her this is a child (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah no we Absolutely. I want to talk about that a little bit later um, when we get to some scenes. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It just, I know it caught a lot of slack online at the time when, at the end, when she gave him, not him, but uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie. Mm -hmm. when she gave Robbie the nudes, which I thought was a little bit more understandable than the other way um, because they were both still minors. Well, and that's the thing too. We're Ohioans, and I know different states and different places have different laws on adults and age of consent and all that whatever like i said 18 it's always been my whole life you an adult at 18 um they were 17 13 i don't know it's just kind of that's that's what that's some kid teenager shit yeah she's a dumbass kid yeah you know what i mean so that part made a little bit more sense between them two uh-huh. um as far as putting it in a movie like i said i know this is a real thing and it happened so it wasn't like oh, what so i wasn't looking at it like that you said what but she didn't give him the cow. No, she gave him to Robbie. That's what I'm saying. Right, but she took him with him in mind, but she was going to do it, but she kept it to herself. You know what I'm saying? So, so we hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So are you saying, are you saying that you don't think she would have had her mom not found him? I think she might would have waited. Okay. Maybe, because consider she's a senior. So I could see her waiting until graduation or something to have given them to Cal because she had watched the kid. She had come in contact with him since taking those pictures. That makes sense. Okay, I I can get with you on that because she is going to Stanford, as we mentioned early in the beginning. Right. So, okay, I can see that. I... I think she was definitely giving him the cow the first chance she could. But if Robbie's graduating, I mean, she's about to graduate. That she lines up perfectly. So cool. Cool. Memorable gifts. This film has three like classic gifts. Um, okay. You have the mall when he looks at, when Ryan Gosling looks at uh, Steve Carell's character, open that wallet and just kind of that look down. Um, almost very similar to Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada. The up down look, kind of a shock. 
Yeah, exactly. You have Steve Carell or Cal, should I say, doing the cheers with the glass and the wink. That's a classic gif. And then you also have the um, Jacob, Ryan Gosling character laughing after the fight at the end. Um, three classic gifts. I always like to shout those out when we see them in movies. Um, all right, Rachel. The comparison, yeah. I mean, excuse me, comparison is the thief of joy. You know, I'm a strong believer in that, but I got to ask you some questions about rom-coms and what you feel about them. Okay. A lot of people think that Crazy Stupid Love might be the best, if not maybe top two, top three, rom-com of the 2010s. So I got a few of the 2010s that I want to ask you if you like them better than this film. Okay, give it to me. All right. I'm going to start with Easy A, which is more of a teenage film. Very popular. Hey, fuck. Very popular film. It's a tie. Okay. I, I, okay. No strings attached. No strings attached and friends with benefits are the same movie. So I have friends with benefits as well. So we can combine them. Stupid love over both. But between the two, I'm a take. Friends with benefits over no. Mm, no. Ashton made that bomb ass playlist. So I'm gonna take no strings attached over friends with benefits, but crazy stupid love over both. I love the fact that you have that intricate detail to separate them because they are the same <laughs> movie. So I love that you can choose one because of something like that. That's the beauty of movies. That's why I love talking about movies with people because you get to yeah. see how they think and shit. Um, think like a man. Fuck. Think like a man. It might be crazy stupid love, but I'm going to say think like a man because we black. (laughs) (laughs) A personal... I ain't mad. Listen, sue me. I'm rooting for everybody black. A personal favorite of mine about last night. Fuck. Crazy stupid love. And you know the last one I'm going to ask you. The one we talk about often. Crazy rich Asians. Crazy rich Asians. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. I fucking love that movie. Down. I I personally think Crazy Rich Asians is the best rom com of the 2010s, in yeah. my opinion. And I I think Crazy Stupid Love is right. You said what? That came, it came out, out in 2018. 2018. Okay. Crazy has been five years. Yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, I think Crazy Stupid Love is three. Right after think, I might it's top five because I love okay. um. I love about last night. Like that's my that's one of my You do. I you like it over the original? I don't know. I I hate that they kept the names. Like it was just stuff that didn't make sense for black characters that weren't adapted well from the original for me. And I don't like Joy Bryant, so yeah, it's it's, listen, I like it more. I what's how do I want to say this? If you took a meter of how much I like it versus how good the movie is, how much I like it is way higher than how good the actual movie is. You get what I'm saying? Okay. okay for <laughs> like sure. I just happen to, it's just one of mine, and I just happen to like it. And I know it's not it's not a better movie than Crazy Stupid Love, but it means a little bit more to me. So that's why I would okay. have it rank higher. But we're just like talking about plenty. Yeah. Yeah. You said hold on, like a what? Like I have plenty. Like I have plenty, absolutely. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> I want to talk about I have plenty, but I don't think it's ever going to stream anywhere. 
So we just got to do that off the win one day. Or unless it's okay. on like Freebie or something like that. It was on like Epics or something for a second. I have to check. Hmm. All right. We'll, we'll circle back to that. Let's get into these categories, Rachel. Okay. Best scenes. I'm going to run through a list of them. Okay. If I'm missing anything, let me know. For sure. Opening sequence. Yes. Kicks us off. You get this nice... First first of all, you can always tell when a movie's in L.A. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like even from the interior, it's either L.A. or New York by certain places. They're trying to, they're trying to paint a clear picture. Yeah. Everybody's having dinner. Everybody's playing footsies. Setting up the romantic tone. Kyle Cal oblivious. <laughs> Looking crazy on the block. Looking crazy. Doesn't doesn't fit in this restaurant. And then all of a sudden, Emily tells him that she wants a divorce out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And we get this sequence of Cal in the car, her just blurting out this awkward. She can't she can't take the silence, so she just keeps telling on herself, yeah. which is really uncomfortable. Um, I have to put that down as one of the best scenes in this film, just because, like I said, I love when movies get us right to the shits. For and sure. you know exactly what's going on and where we're headed. And, you know, no idea how this is going to end up, but let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, the way that she nervously rambled. Um, I slept with somebody from work. You know him. You met him. Like, I, as you say, Ray P, crimes of passion. Like, calm the fuck. <laughs> calm the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah. You met him at the Christmas party. She wilding. I'll go into um Cal at the bar his first time. Just because how many times have you seen this ridiculously dressed older elder statesman drowning his sorrows? And again, Cal, he's not a drinker, drinker. So like very clearly out of place. Um, and we see Jacob like eyeing him before he even says anything to him. Cal is telling everybody at the bar what's going on in his life. So yeah, I know who David Lindhagen is. So I guess I'll segue that into by the time Jacob introduces himself to Cal. Like, okay, nigga. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know David Lindhagen. Of course he's stuck with your wife. Look at you, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love how Cal was like I said, oblivious. Like, how you know he's screwing your wife too? Which Jacob probably looking at my nigga. Please. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's down bad. Kyle is down bad at that point. And he just needs saving. And I, we don't get it until later on in the film when he says, you know, you remind me of somebody. Um, you know, he reminded him of he, Jacob. That reminded him of Jacob's dad. Yeah, that's my father. Like, I don't want to see you go out like this. Like it's sad right now. You are telling everybody that's your wife. If if you if we walked in the bar right now and I was going on, we'd be like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on with dude?" And we all have our yeah. That's what (laughs) I'm not even going down that path. Um, not even going down that path. But that's a great scene as well. I have Jacob and Hannah's first meet. It's one of my favorite scenes as well. Uh You know, um, Jacob set the tone of who he was. Yeah. And I don't know. He was just he's just a captivating individual. You know, Ryan Gosling, I think throughout this whole film, he did a good job of because I think this was a transformative year for him as an actor. Um, we always he's a Disney kid. We've known him forever. Um, but I yeah. think that leading man type of dramatic role, he was just now getting into that bag 
Um, and I think he really just stole the show as far as just the way he approached Hannah and her friend. And you knew who this character was supposed to be right off, right for off. Sure. Rip. For sure. Um, and Emma Stone, she's another one of my, uh, one of my girlies behind Anne Hathaway. Uh, I mm -hmm. love her down. So us meeting her in general, like, okay, she's a lawyer. She's got this dopey ass boyfriend. Shout out to Josh Groban. But um <laughs> <laughs> Who nah, he, is I, uh -huh. No, go ahead. I'm just laughing at Josh Groban. Oh, yeah. Who in this movie. Asshole? And yeah. she thought, she like many thought it was Uchi Wally when it was really one Mike, even though she was just so ready to be engaged and she felt like that was the next step, even though for him to have been shocked that that is where they were going, <laughs> I'm not at all surprised, you know, because people be delusional as hell. Um, and unfortunately, Hannah or Nana throughout the movie was in fact delusional when it came to that relationship. So I'll take that. And I don't, I think I bypassed it, but even um, at that bar where mm -hmm. um, Bernie gives Cal a gift, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, how many times, let me ask you, when you're friends with both parties and you got to pick a side. What do you do? This is tricky. Because you can't... I've tried to do the play civil. like that. Y'all both still my peoples. Uh -huh. But it don't work like that. Like Especially when you're closer to one side. It just doesn't work like that. I had this and things... You know, wouldn't let this happen to me. I will voluntarily... Like, I'm not being told that I can't be somebody's friend. Uh -huh. I'm not going. I'm sorry. Unless they did some real heinous shit. Yeah. But let's get to the core of this, all right? Because this is something I have in my notes, and I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout this episode. Uh -huh. My nigga, she cheated on me. Period. What you mean you can't be my friend? What type of shit is you on? What you mean your wife said you can't choose? I got... I'm the victim. Because women stick together. And that's why I'm looking at her like, I don't give... And that's why I'm looking at my wife. I'm what's her name? Claire. Uh huh. Claire. Uh -huh. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't care what you talk about. You sound you sound dumb right now if you think that I'm going to tell this man I can't be cool with him because he got cheated on. Like say that out loud, Claire. Say that out loud. It's a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. Um, but go ahead. I think going. I just went. I'm not going, man. Um, I did just have the Molly <laughs> just a briefly when Molly was in the apartment when she ran into Cal's apartment and the way she jutted yeah. to that TV and was just dancing. I just thought that shit was hilarious. Um, but mall makeover. Yes. I got that down as a scene. First of all, I love Sabaros. Mm -hmm. Love Sabaro. Slaps in the face. Um, the would you sleep oh, with him yeah. moment was the would you sleep with a moment was one of my favorites just because it's a fellas listen if you got here listening please take note please take note of this shut the fuck up yeah like for real if things seem to be going well just be quiet let that shit ride y'all men talk I got a lot of homegirls all the time got a lot of homegirls a lot of a lot of homegirls that I you know have conversations with and they tell me these horror stories 
about niggas like Cal just talking themselves out of buns. And it just breaks my heart every single time. Just shut up. Tell just me. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> that's my PSA. That's my PSA for the episode. Yeah. I'm sure Maybe Rachel can. I'm sure Rachel can agree. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I hate niggas talking anyways. <laughs> just kidding, guys. I'm not a man basher for in real life. I just be talking shit on here. Kind of. <sighs> Hold on, you going... I'm sorry. Hold on. Now that you say that, um, Jacob walks up to your table. Or Black uh, Jacob, or however you want to go about it. Mm-hmm. You entertaining it? Probably. Are you gonna pull a hand and leave and make them find you? You probably gonna make them find you. Um, you definitely entertaining it. You with the shits? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I love a good flirtation. It is so fun and entertaining to me, um, which is how I end up in the most ridiculous of situations because I don't get enough. <laughs> <laughs> So knowing me, I'm gonna probably entertain it. Um, yeah, I'm actually definitely gonna entertain it. Yeah, I know. I know. And you he's are. Funny, like, come on, I love a fine nigga. So it's the boldness. It's the boldness it's for you. Boldness. That's what it was. It is- yeah, I love a good bravado. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes on, you just gotta. You just gotta. Uh, I'm saying this uh, figuratively, everyone. Sometimes you just got to pull your shit out and just lay it on the table. Don't literally do that, y'all. Please don't literally do that. Yeah. But as far as your bravado, you got to let that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Let let people know what time it is. Pump your chest out a little bit. Uh, So I'll go. Maybe that was a better way of saying that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My bad, y'all. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ray P. What's your next scene? Uh, us meeting Kate, aka Marissa Tomei's character, just because um, this is after you know he's got on the seven layers of clothes thanks to Jacob. They're in the bar. He's been in there enough. He's watched him in action several times, and now here is here is my Mr. Miyagi moment. Like here is me applying the lessons I've learned, and in true cow fashion, totally shitting the bed. Uh, nervous reaction doing everything wrong um offending kate like oh yeah you're a teacher boring because he doesn't have the swag to pull off jacob as cow you know it just doesn't work mm-hmm. and again we're talking about bravado but there is something hot in kate's words about honesty Keep it real with me. Oh, you want this and a third? Kate is a 30-something-year-old woman, a teacher, so she's miserable. No shade, like, you know. (laughs) So, (laughs) and she's sober. She can't even, she had to bar with her friends after dealing with fucking badass middle schoolers calling her an asshole all day. Shout out to Robbie. You can't even have a drink and here is this handsome man in front of you and he is failing horribly but then presenting you with the truth there is something sexy about that and she wanted to get it on like she was with it she's with the shits too yeah man uh jacob jacob spotted it out asap like yo she's on the hunt my nigga like she's not just here just to 
be here on a Friday night, whatever night it was. Like, trust me, she yeah. would be doing a million other things. She knows exactly what time it is. Yeah, sure. Cal was switching them out. Nine Cal women, baby. Them out. That's crazy. Them out. And the the thing I love most about her introduction or that scene, he really had to be himself. You know, sure. and obviously the movie gave that had that undertime the whole time. Like, just be yourself, be natural, tell the truth, fight yeah. for your love, all of that. Um, yeah. And he, he tried to do everything that Jacob would do, and it didn't work. To you, to your point, he mm-hmm. did Cal. It worked. Happened to be the right woman, and then he did pull some Jacob shit and just bounced on her, which yeah. leads into the next scene. Parent teacher conference. <laughs> First, let me say this. Let me say this, and I don't. I don't know the detail. Maybe you can. Maybe you can throw him some bail. Cal, what kind of dad is you that you don't know your kids' teachers, man? That's that's concerning. You don't strike me as that type. He definitely strikes me as the type that knows his kids' teachers. For sure. Then when he would have been trying to, then he would have been trying to stroke on purpose and not on accident. Right. Right. <laughs> My bad, man. I'm weak of myself. <laughs> but uh, Cal. That was just odd in general. I don't know if that was a new thing or if he just did too much going on in life or maybe his commercial insurance or whatever he said. Corporate insurance is too busy. But I really thought that was odd that he did not know his kid's teacher. Um, You also get to see the chemistry between him and Emily. Mm -hmm. And people, sometimes when you have it, you have it. There's probably not too many people that Cal has that kind of organic chemistry with, mm-hmm. but he has it with Emily, and it's very natural, and it seems so normal. And just the way they banter, you can tell they've been at this since they were fifteen years old, sure. and you sure. see exactly why they got married, and just them going back and forth about Robbie being a weird kid, which I'm sure is probably real parents talk. They be talking about their kids and shit. Like, what the fuck? What's wrong with this dude? Um, and then right until every time that Cal was gaining some ground, you know, he kept it honest. I miss you. They had that back and forth, and then boom, door opens up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we go. And Marissa Tomei, she has killed it. She killed this scene. She's my scene stealer for the movie. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I'm Me the too. gay. I'm just saying that. Um, <clears throat> I too was surprised that Cal didn't know that she was Robbie's teacher because he does seem like that sort of hands on parent as to which mm-hmm. you would know, but. I, I see. I can't. I was about to shoot. Like, well, maybe because there was no real personal information shared between them. But at the top of the school year, or at least while he and um, while he and Emily were good, I'm sure you know the teachers in the building. Like that's that was very strange to me. I didn't. I didn't think about that. And you, you know what I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking as well. What? All right, maybe I can't shoot him just a tad bit of bail. I will say this. The older you get in school, the more your parents are aware of your teachers, but maybe not met them all the time. Or maybe one of the teachers yeah. have met them. You know, they yeah. probably know all your teachers' names. But to be in the school all the time and personally, the day, I mean, that is, there are parents like that out there. But not all of them. But everybody knows what's going on. So right. I don't know. Maybe it could it could happen because when I was a kid, elementary, people came to every single parent teacher conference. Right. You know, unless I was causing a problem or some bullshit, 
that they had to meet the teacher. It was more so, you know, Mrs. Wilson, how's Mrs. Wilson's class going? You good? Blah, blah, blah. And Hannah is significantly older than Robbie. So she probably wasn't Hannah's seventh, eighth grade teacher. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, 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 for sure. I was thinking like when me and Chris were in school, it was the same seventh and eighth grade teachers, even though it was a few years apart. So given that Hannah is so much older than Robbie, I mean, she's graduated from law school. He's in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. That's probably not the same teacher she had, you know? Exactly. Maybe. It can't be. It's probably Younger. not in the same district. They wasn't living at that crib, and you know what I mean, at 17. Right. So they, she probably got a whole different life than them, whole different uh -huh. upbringing. Uh -huh. Yeah, but you get into this whole, I should have fought for you, you my soulmate. This real tender, sweet moment into, you know, Kate. What's that her name? Uh-huh, Kate. Marissa Tomei's character, Kate, having her Richard Lawson brown sugar moment, where she just crashes in and just <laughs> plays dumb. Like, what you doing? I'll see your wife again. Oh, okay. Bruh. Yeah. I want to hear she your thoughts. She that whole shit from the classroom to the parking lot. Tell her she's a perfect combination of sexy and cute. Bruh. She didn't have to rattle him like that, but she did. She didn't have to, but she but did. She did because he played her shit. She played her she all the way to the left. Come on. Hey, my man Cal said, my man Cal said, uh, we met before. She said, we met before. <laughs> like, I love the fact that she was not, she was still keeping it G, but also in her own way saying, you got to be fucking kidding me, for real. I love the fact when she was, you know, she and Emily ASAP knew, like, hold on, man. I, I'm, I'm, catch, about somebody catch me up. <laughs> like, hold on. Before she even sat down, like, somebody catch me up. How y'all know each other? Yeah. Oh, your yeah. husband should tell you. I love that. That was some slick shit. Your husband should tell you why you trying to come up with some story. And then obviously he said, I think last year, parents teacher conference and her, her dry, ha, 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 ha. All of that. The way she played that whole thing, it made everything so awkward. For sure. Cal at the end saying, uh, let me tell you the truth. She's got a drinking problem. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Kate. So I'll take that. I feel like we spent a lot of time on scene. So I'll go into there. I'll take Anna coming to the bar specifically to find Jacob. And them going home together. That whole at the house, show me your move. See, I love that. She really thought in her mind she was ready to sleep with this man. But just her mm -hmm. general nature just wouldn't let her. I like how goofy she is. And I wonder if this is an Emma Stone typecast type situation because she kind of is... I don't want to say the same character, but elements of the same character in yeah. a lot of even super bad. Yeah, even a super bad. Like she, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. So I wonder how much of that is like her, you know? So um I, I love that. Just it's nothing like really having intimate conversations with somebody. And this is something that Jacob has avoided. I love what he said, you know, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a solid? Ask me something personal. So how comfortable was he with mm. this woman that he has, he's familiar with, but you don't know her, you know? Yeah. And just that you feel that connected to her 
that you're willing to open up in such a way. I love that scene. And I love like, yeah, let me see what you be doing. Let me see the moves. Do it to me. So yeah, so that nails the head. So for one, I love the confidence of Hannah. Like if you can pull that off, I'm going. I'm folding yeah. for you. If you can pull that off. Not everybody can pull that off. Um, and he was even caught off guard when he those arms went around the waist. Like, oh, shit, I'm doing this. You know, that's not really a Jacob move. I love the fact that the film gave us a little bit of insight. You know, we 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 learned about the lore and the reputation of Jacob. And now we're actually in the spot when he's doing his shit. Like, what's that look like for us? And especially with someone like Hannah, who's not like any of these other women that you right. tried to pull the shit on. Matter of fact, you took everybody to the crib. You want to get out of here? That we saw you interact with. Hannah was the one. I'm about to go. Like, I'm not even that tight. And you can yeah. tell, like, to your point, this isn't my natural thing. I'm not a meet a guy, go back, have sex type of girl. Yeah. And I think they played on it a little bit with the whole PG-13 speech because, for one, this, this film is PG-13. Yeah. And she knows what happens in the PG-13 version, and that's exactly what happened, except instead of him tucking her in, she he was the one drunk and her taking the glass and all of that. So, um yeah, that genuine connection was a big thing for Jacob and something that I'm sure he didn't even see coming. And that's usually how it works. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? Like, what is it about you that got me going crazy like this? Um, the dirty dancing. <laughs> the dirty dancing. Uh, you a fool, man. I swear I love you. Oh, <laughs> the dirty dancing moment was so Ryan Gosling, I guess, really did that as a move. And he was telling Ooh. producers or people on the set about it. And they were like, oh, we got to add this in the movie. So he was kind of pro protesting it. He was like, I don't want that in the movie. But he ended up doing it. When they filmed that scene, the first take, Emma Stone, when he lifted her up, she started freaking out. She had a panic attack. So it comes to find out she didn't know that she had a phobia of being lifted up like that until that happened. And the reason she has a phobia is I think when she was seven years old, she was either seven or nine, I think seven. Um, she used to be a gymnast and she, one of her coaches lifted her up on like the high beams and she fell and broke both of her arms. Oh, shit. So I guess that's been one of those memories where it hadn't happened since. So as soon as like, those screams you hear in the movie are her real screams, but they use a body double for that moment. And like I said, oh. they didn't know it. She had no idea until it happened. Like it was one of those scary. She was crying. She was having to. She had to lay down, watch a movie to like calm down. It was a real big deal. Like she had full down, full blown meltdown. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy as hell. That's wild. Uh, imagine you being. Imagine realizing you scared of some shit. Like when it happens, like oh shit. The bedroom scene was improvised as well. Yeah. They almost took that out of the movie. Them talking. Those uh -huh. conversations weren't in the script. They were just yelling out scenarios and they let their chemistry go, which if you're familiar with both of these actors, they've starred in two other movies. They both talked about how much they love working with each other on this film and how they just kind of felt this natural bond and just chemistry. Um, so yeah. they played love interest in the other two films that they've been in as well. So it came out on screen and they just naturally did that. Um. Gang something. Why can't I think of the name of this movie? Gangs. Um, I think gang is in the title. Uh, 
man, this is about to drive me crazy. Hold on, y'all, if y'all listening. Uh, quick <laughs> interlude. Because I got to find this out. Gangster Squad. Okay, I've never seen that one. Yeah, Gangster Squad. It came out in 2013. Damn, that was about to drive me crazy. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to shout that out about that scene and like I said, the improv the, them being able to improvise the whole dirty dancing thing. I love that. It's the captain. Emily, <laughs> Emily gets home from her date and calls Cal. Yeah. I love that moment too. Um, because love, she's obviously love. lying. She just wants to talk I'm to her so dude. Nice. And he's in the bushes. I'm not even going to get on him from being a stalker. Because I, <laughs> I told I told you what these plants needed and what this grass needed. You ain't doing it. So I came to check on my yard. I ain't even thinking about you, girl. Aww, Obviously, Cal it. was. Obviously, yeah, Cal was. Obviously, a come see about me moment, even if I don't know that you're saying about me. Take care yeah. of me. Take care it of is me. some creep shit. Don't get me wrong. It is some creep shit. <laughs> um, I, I I guess I would just end it with saying the last 30 minutes of the film. For sure. Or I, I think from the time Jacob actually calls Kyle back to let him yeah. know he's about to meet this girl's mom and he doesn't know what to do um, yeah. until the very end. The, mm-hmm. the, the big plot twist, which is obviously Hannah is Nana. Um, yeah. And he is Kyle and Emily's firstborn, and spending all this time with this dude, watching him sleep with a million different women. And now you want to, my baby girl? I love that scene in the bar when he was telling them, like, I had her when I was 17, bro. Taught her how to ride a bike. Like, when, when young parents, I'm sure, can tell you, there is kind of a different type of bond. They, they help them grow up. Like, this is the one For that, sure. this is the person who made me the person I am today. Yeah. Like, I had to make sure I was on my shit for her. There's no way seeing your antics for the past however many weeks or months that you think I'm going to be cool with you dating my daughter. I know what type of dude you are. Absolutely not. Absolutely I can't be mad at him. Absolutely not. And even though it's not fair, quote unquote, Jacob understood. I like that, Jacob. Like, one, I came to you as a man after the fact. Um, to talk to you just to see, you know, how can we navigate this? I like that he was still trying to encourage Hannah to talk to her father because, you know, of his relationship with his own father. And he loves Cal. Even mm-hmm. he, though he was teaching Cal his womanizing ways, he still loved him he was endearing to him he reminded him like you said of his own father so that that love and respect was there that deference quote unquote what well, it got there so i i just love that like you said the last whole 30 minutes that fight scene cal trying to step for emily seeing jacob bernie coming over david <laughs> lynn hoggin popping up like yeah, all of it. As as to to quote the Higher Learning podcast, peak white mess, just peak white mess. All of that going on at once was was crazy. For sure, for sure. I will. I do want to highlight one thing. All right, this whole Jennifer Cow thing. Uh huh. You made the excellent point earlier. The movie saves itself by Cow being oblivious to it. She's chasing him. Yada yada yada. 
But now that this has come out and you think that I am involved, I need y'all to do a better job of clearing my name. Like, put that shit in the marquee. I had no idea that your daughter was on some shit. Because if you Bernie, like, she babysit for you, bro. Like, what type of... You instantly are on that. Now, obviously... Yeah, now, obviously, me not being a parent, of course, I have all the parenting tips. Um, But you would (laughs) like to think that the best thing to do is, like, hey, try to get out some more information. But I'll tell you right now, the daughter that I don't have, if I found some shit like that, I'm I'm on I'm through the roof. So I get yeah, it. it's um, initial anger and rage. And again, Jessica did say he doesn't know. He doesn't know that I'm in love with him. Yeah, yeah and I, I get that. I just want to make sure everybody. I don't want no kind of room. I don't. That's I don't know. Uh, uh-uh. put that in the marquee. Put it in the school newspaper. Put it in the real newspaper. All of that. Like I, I don't. The word did not get back to me to quote Marlo Stanfield. <laughs> word did not get back to me I did not know that shit so for sure yeah I just had to shout that part out too um, we didn't yeah, say I love that moment. in that regard when Jessica was uh, when Emily got back from her date like you know I don't know how many kids wait up for their dad yours do I don't want your slutty money bitch your slutty money <laughs> And Emily putting that together, like, oh, that's why you was on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And everybody looking at her, like, oh, you a kid. Because everybody's reaction, especially Emily and kind of like, oh, that's cute. Like, you a child. Like, you really thought some shit was popping. A mess. And Robbie putting the shit together, like, you know, you like my dad, and I'm about to look like him in a few years. What's good? What's good? Robbie was ahead Robbie. of me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention the um, him and David scene when he kind of uh-huh. let him know, I heard you the one broke up my parents' marriage. I like Robbie as a character. If it wasn't for yeah. Marissa Tomei, he would have been my steals, my scene stealer probably. For sure. And a Joey um, King lover. But but it was Marissa. Yeah. Yeah, I think so for sure. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about that. Oh, I guess the, the speech at the end, obviously. Uh, we can mix this in with the come see about me. Do you think more of a come see about me is the speech at the end of the film or what we discussed earlier? What moved you more? The speech is the step for me. You okay. step for me. Uh-huh. But come and check it out the house. That's a come see about me. You're genuinely checking on me and my life and the house. Yeah. So I feel that. Okay. But the, the speech was the outside with your boom box in the rain type situation. For sure, for sure. And I do love the fact that they were obviously Kyle and uh Jacob were able to come to an agreement, realize all right, this ain't happening. And I do appreciate the fact that Jacob wasn't on no I'm not gonna stop messing with your daughter. Like, sure. I love your daughter, I'm gonna keep dating her. Like I know you don't like it, I hate that you don't like it, but this is what it is. So most people would have been like, eh, hey, all right. <laughs> no, I like that. Stand your ground, Jacob. Straight up, straight up. Any more scenes you got? That's it. Best quotes? I didn't really write down quotes. I feel like I've said them throughout. You know, I don't want your slutty money. Uh, The constant correction of Lynn Hagen, Emily, uh, Hannah, and Jacob at the house where I, I guess they were freestyling, you know, where she's talking about the cup of coffee. This is from High Point, you know. It's decaffeinated. 
That's one of my favorite <laughs> things. Go big or go home. Uh, when Cal is like, I'm a cuckold in the bar at the top, you know. Uh, Shit, embarrassing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you? I got be be better than the gap, which actually caused some be- drama. Yeah, it caused some drama. The studio kept telling them to check that line out because they had some ties to the CEO of Gap. Um, but they said, nah, this shit too funny. Fuck y'all relationship. So they kept it in yeah. there. One of my favorite lines, what are you doing later? I don't know. I know what you're doing later. That's just one of my, probably the most player shit that Jacob said to any woman throughout the whole movie. I know you what you're doing. You took that You said what? You they took, took that, that shit from me. They took that shit from me. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about how many women you've been with sexually. No, I mean breakdance fighting. Uh, <laughs> keeping in the family okay, which caused Jacob to laugh hysterically when the cop told him at the end. And the funniest line in the movie to me is dumb as shit. It's dumb as shit. I'm going to do it twice because I know Rachel, after I do it, Rachel's going to be like, "What? how'd it go again? Um, so I'm going to do it twice. When Jessica was talking to old girl in that hall and she said it's personal. Yeah. And she said, "Art, art, art." <laughs> this is where Rachel would say, "How'd that go again?" So I'll do it. Art, 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 art. Lips are seals. I'm like, yo, every time I, I don't care how many times I've seen this movie, I audibly laugh every single time. A genuine laugh out loud moment because that shit's so stupid. She meant that shit. Shout out to her. It's nothing like being a friend that can coach you on your good angles. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's all I got. Seeing Stiller, we already talked about that. Things that bother you. You have anything? Uh Uh-uh. You said you had a lot. No, I don't have a lot. All I got to say is this. Should you be telling your 13-year-old that he should go after his soulmate? You a young you you got a whole lot of life to live in my man. You'll be all right. I I love the don't get me wrong. It's not bad advice. It's not wrong advice. Most times you see the dad saying, "Shit, Kyle even mentioned it in his speech at the end." You know, I told my dad there'll be plenty of other women, plenty of other dates. And I guess now that I'm talking about this out loud and talking it through, it's probably why he told him because he experienced that himself and he knows how great his wife is. All right, never mind. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> talk, talk, talk through my own shit. But the other thing I would say is, don't hand me pictures of my naked daughter. I'm on, I'm on the couch trying to watch this game. Don't that hand me pictures crazy. of my naked daughter. Yeah. Just tell me she on some trash. Just tell me what happened. So I guess I will make that a thing that bothered me because don't give hand me the envelope, maybe, but don't. Take the pictures out. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah, this envelope was filled with naked pictures that was meant for Cal. That's it. Yeah, That's and it. I'm, and you going, you, you, you dumbing through them. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. I don't know if it was the initial shock, but nah, I, that shit bothered me. Fair we talked about come see about me. Any actors from The Wire? No. Wouldn't let that happen to me. I told you one. I don't know if my girl's going to tell me I'm not being friends with somebody. Just because I yes. can't, nah, I'm not going. And I tried I'm not telling tell you that I'm not you said what? I tried to tell a nigga not to fuck with some people no more. <laughs> How'd that go? It didn't. It didn't. 
He still fuck yeah. with him. Yeah, I'm about to say that's how it works. And I, I mentioned it earlier as well. I'm not telling, I'm not giving some big speech in front of the school and telling you I'm fighting for you. And you the one that cheated on me. You get on the mic and you tell me. I guess you know what. I don't really want to say that's a thing that bothered me, but maybe it kind of did because no, that's when that. My fault. That's wouldn't let that happen to me. I'm not getting up there. I'm. I don't care if I say it in private. I'm not doing no grands. You, hey, you know how many daps she get from so many women? Like, how'd you do it? You cheated on him, and you got this nigga apologizing in front of the whole school. Yeah, you a real one. She got the ill nah nah. The movie makes it seem like Cal is the one who cheated. Now, was Cal in a rut in their relationship? Yes. Look at his shoes, but. <laughs> Shout out to the 407s. <laughs> but Emily is the one who cheated on Cal first. And I guess you can be mad because, you know, he embarrassed you with Kate. That's fine. And then to find out, not only had you had this one partner, you've had nine, like, oh, you really been outside. But, ooh, I don't know. And yeah, he should apologize. If we reconcile, yeah, I can apologize for that too, Here's, I guess. But yeah, even though even though this movie isn't for that, there is a conversation to be had, and they show um, multiple examples of the what it takes to go through for love. I mean, the title is called "Crazy Stupid Love." Um, yeah. It's something that uh, Savan said it in Love Jones. Like those with, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but pretty much those who know better know not to get married. Uh, but those who do know that you got to make it what it is. Yeah. And sometimes you are going to be, even if it's not a direct cheated on, you're going to be that person who's left holding the bag. For sure. And it's still your duty once you take those vows and you really take that shit seriously to make it work. You know, till yeah. death do us apart, however much, you know, everybody has their limits and everybody has their boundaries. I get that. Uh, but when you enter a partnership like that and the traditional sense of what it means, that's kind of the things that goes with it. And you do some stuff that you don't want to do. You swallow some pills that you don't want to swallow and you keep that shit pushing. And I think the movie did a good job of trying to get that message. The right advice is yes, fight for your marriage. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people who have been in real life situations like that. They would have said, I wish I tried a little harder to save yeah. my marriage before I pulled it, you know, pulled the trigger on divorce in a funny roundabout way. They, they told us that um, I'm just personally not going. <laughs> do you want to get married yeah yeah for sure okay yeah I do um I was about to make a joke but I ain't <laughs> we'll do it <laughs> no I was gonna say you only get you only get two opportunities so okay. um to get married maybe three so I want to you know try nah but seriously I, I want to I do want to try it and get it right the first time my pops always told me this right my pops always told me this man recipes pops he would always say man son I got married at 32 I could have waited till I was 42 and I should have waited till I was 52 yeah he only says that just to let me know like it's work but he also like he told me like getting married is something that you should definitely do right that's something that you should experience um, you know, having a partner, all of that is a beautiful thing. Um, obviously, yeah. communication, there's a ton of stuff that goes into it. Uh, but he always told me that line. I mean, not just to pass a long time. He would know, he would say it all the time just to let you know, like, once you get in it, 
there's some work. Like it's not roses, it's not none of this fairy tale shit. Uh, so just be prepared to do it. So you know, I'm finding my way to be prepared to do the work. It's not the good days, man. It's the bad days. I want to make sure, sure I'm the, the the man I need to be on the bad days. You know, so we getting there. We getting there. What about you, Rachel? I, I do. People be surprised. I don't know why, but I say nah, I do. I'm a love bird. I'm a lover. I am a lover girl. Um, I do want to get married. My parents they just celebrated their 40th anniversary this um this past July, and you know my dad and my parents like they made some funny little speeches during their party, and <laughs> it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Especially like looking at my parents as a woman, you know, I'm 36 and already, they had already been married, you know, for some years their parents to live in the same house that they got back in the day, you know, so shout out to the boulevard. So I want that, essentially. So I can move out of this fucking sure. house. And <laughs> yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to do it. I don't never want to be the dude. It's like, man, I did this shit just to settle or did it just to say I did it. Yeah. It's always got to be. And I think everybody should feel that way. Yeah. I think especially the older you are, too, it's like it got to be right at this point. You know, you young. Yeah, you comfortable. Fall into some bullshit. But at this point, nah, I like my yeah. piece too much. Nah, that's real. That's real. Got some trivia. And then we're going to get us out of here. Just a couple pieces. Um, Steve Carell famously played in The Office. Yeah. Like Michael Scott, there were some office references, Easter eggs. If you picked up on them, um, the Sabaro scene at the mall when he asked him if he wanted some Sabaro, Michael Scott had said his favorite New York pizza joint was Sabaro. Associate to the vice president, there's a name or name badge that you see Emily at her desk, running joke in the office, um, assistant to the regional manager between him and Dwight. Jacob criticizes Cal for the imagery involved by him sipping straws. And if you notice in that scene with uh, Hannah's boyfriend, I forget his name, uh, uh, but when they were doing the toast and all of that to Hannah Banana, everybody, him and all the friends and the colleagues were all drink, drinking from sauce. What is it, Richard? Uh-huh. Yeah. So Richard and all his colleagues were drinking from straws while Hannah and her friend were drinking from the glass. So yes. just going uh-huh. to that speech. I forget her name, the actor who plays Hannah's friend, but I remember her from the movie 21. You ever seen 21? Uh, no. With, uh, Lawrence Fishburne and card counting, like illegal card counting in Vegas. Um, MIT students. Yeah, it had Lawrence Fishburne and it had terrible, awful human being Kevin Spacey. Okay. I, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, she's, she played in that. So every time I look at her, I think of that movie. But now we get to the end of the episode where we get to rate the movie. The average viewer rates Crazy Stupid Love a 7.4 out of 10. Rachel, is that too high, too low, or just right? Too low. I'm going to give it a 7.9. Mm, slightly too low. I'm giving it a 7.7. Seven, seven. Okay. Giving it yeah. a 7.7. Seven, seven. So not quite a all right, as much. Yeah, yeah. I it, it's hmm. Now I'm thinking. <laughs> I would have to I'd have to list all my rom coms. So just off the top of my head, if it is top 10, it's 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 eight through ten, seven okay. through ten, somewhere around that range. There's 
six movies for sure I know are ahead of it. Okay. Um, and I think those six movies are probably eight or above. So I think seven, seven probably fits with my personal rankings. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, this shit really gives us thought, y'all. We put some thought into this. Um, but all right, listen. Rachel came through 60%, 65%. She gave us what we had, Rachel. I love you and I appreciate you for that. Thank you for stepping in. I love you. And making so sure much. you was good. You already know. Winning time. We got y'all. Season finale. Episode will be dropping on Tuesday. The real episode yeah. on Sunday, of course, on Max. We got y'all. Episode will be on Tuesday. Please check us out over there. Um, shout out to school. To listen and watch. Yes, yes. Yes, for everybody listening and watching, thank you, thank you, man. It really means everything because we get to watch these in real time and have all these conversations with all y'all, and it's been it's been incredible. Um, school, shout out to school, man. Can't wait to get back as a trio next week uh, before sure. we take the end of September off, and then we'll be rolling right back to finish up the year pretty strong. So with that being said, Rachel, y'all be yeah. cool. How y'all be cool? Peace out. Oh no, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace.